Welcome to the Strands Real Estate Podcast. This is episode two. Uh, my name is Eric Ransom. I'm the host, and I'm here with my business partners and best friends, Brian and Mike. And today we also have Lindsay Molina with us. She has she's joining us. Uh, she's just joined Strands uh, a couple weeks ago as our managing director here and helping us run the office. So we want to take a, yeah, welcome. Yeah. We want to take a few minutes and kind of learn a little bit about you, Lindsay, and kind of what got you into the business. And yeah, well. Uh, for me, I, I like to know what kind of attracted you, you know, to real estate in the first place. You know, it's a very tough market to get into, very competitive. So I was a bartender, and as every single bartender, you must become a real estate agent at some point. <laughs> right, or psychologist, or, you know, one of those. Yes. So um, I was originally going to go to school to be a nurse, and then I decided that, well, you know, nurses, they do cap out on their pay eventually. So I decided that I wanted to get into real estate um, and give that a go. Yeah, you wanted a high growth potential, right? You didn't want to just... Yes, I didn't want someone telling me what I was worth, essentially. (laughs) So that's what kind of guided me to real estate. Um, And of course, I had that idea that, oh, real estate, I get to sell houses and do all the things and look cute. Uh, but that's not the reality. And um, I was never worried about looking cute. That ship <laughs> sailed a long time ago. Same. Um, so that I got into it and ended up, you know, having a baby and whatnot. And so it kind of just all um, came together. And I'm still here. That's awesome. You <laughs> thought it was going to be easy money at first? I thought it was going to be easy. I thought it was just, you know, show homes. And look cute, all that stuff, and it really wasn't. Um, I mean, I still look cute, but (laughs) it's a little harder. Yeah, yeah, well, with the kid involved, too. So on that, like, you were able to get a pretty good real estate career going and and raise a child kind of all on your own at the same time, weren't you? Yes. So um, I'm a single single mom, and I was able to – I was bartending still and then trying to get my license when, you know, my son was sleeping and whatnot, studying, doing all the things. And I passed after a few times of not passing, um, but I finally did it and I haven't stopped. Nice. Well, congratulations. Stuck with it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Most people quit, you know, to get one little loss and they want to stop and you saw it through. So that's awesome. Thank you. Um, so what keeps you going in the real estate industry, especially right now? Cause things are moving, changing, dropping out, you know, here in California. Um, for me, this, There is no other option. So I have two children now, and I have to keep going. And I only want to get better and be more known in this industry so that, you know, I can do all the things. I want to become an investor as well. I want to um, continue growing my business in real estate instead of just being an agent. I want to continue the growth into other aspects of real estate. Nice. Yeah, it's good to have that personal drive. That's kind of what we're in it for, too. You know. Yeah. So we're happy to have you on board. It seems like you fit the team well, get along well. You have a lot of good uh, ideas and talking with Eric about leading teams and stuff. So thank you. Let's go yeah. on to your next step. About yeah, I guess kind of what, what attracted you to Strands and what, you know, how long have you been with Strands? And just kind of tell everybody kind of a little bit about that. So I have been with Strands, I think it's been like, what, just, I want to say three weeks? Yeah, I think about three weeks. Maybe. I think we've been talking for six seven months or something yes so it's been a while um but we wore you down i think as well you did i finally was like all right geez it's easier to get out persistence is key yeah exactly um so what attracted me to strands was the community the fact that there was so much potential for growth 
as well. I'm not just an agent. I'm not just a number. I'm not just a, yeah. um, what are you bringing to me type. It's the fact that um, there's potential to learn how to invest into real estate, into flips and all those things. It's the uh, family vibe that's here as well um, that is amazing. And it's not just like, how much can you produce for the brokerage? It's like, well, what can we do to get you to produce? Yeah. And so it's it's very different from, you know, all the other big brokers and whatnot. Um, Your wins are our wins for sure. Exactly. How do we and it's how that? do I help you? Correct. Yes. Um, it's not just like, here's a script. Yeah. Read it. You As know. you can tell by the podcast, we don't believe in scripts. We're just yeah. winging yeah. it. Right? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So we I tried just, the script thing. didn't work yeah. out. I just really um, admired the fact that it was, it wasn't, um, hey, come join, you know, we produce this, this, this much, and da, 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 da. It was a, what can we do for you to feel comfortable to know that you're going to grow with us? And that was the big thing for me. Because I do want to do more. Like I said, I want to do more than just sell houses. I want to help people. I want to help other agents become big producers. I want to, obviously myself as well, become a, a bigger producer. Um, and just the community and the fact that I can grow in different branches of this business. Yeah. Cool. And what would you tell an agent on the street that's looking, that maybe has been doing it for 20 years and they make a lot of money and they're like, I'm comfortable. This is what I'm, I'm fine here. Um, I would I, say I know that's a harder that, harder thing to do, but that is a harder thing to do. But I think that it would just be you know your start. This is a startup. You have the ability to say that you made something grow instead of you know joining a bigger name and you know just being associated with that big name. Yeah, yeah. It's totally. more fruitful, right? You don't. Yeah. You're not just existing. You're living. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. You have skin in the game. Yes, so. and so and you created this brokerage to grow into something bigger and better and and comp- and competitive in the other brokers that are out here that are bigger and whatnot. Yeah. And the Corona Del Mar name doesn't doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. you get a beautiful view of uh, PCH over here. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I know you mentioned before you said in some of the bigger brokerages you can be just a number. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a lot of the newer agents coming in, you know, they're that's probably their thought, right? They don't feel like the family feel that we're providing. Uh, but for the newer agents, is there any advice that you would give them maybe through your experiences on how they can be successful immediately? For me, um, I believe that when you're a new agent, you need to have the coaching. You need to have the um, kind of the, the accountability and things like that. But when you're in a big brokerage, it's hard to find that um, guidance, to find that that coaching, so to speak, unless you join a team. But it just, I mean, it just depends. But joining a smaller brokerage, you get more hands-on. You get more um, of like the family unity yeah. and growth through that because it's just so, it's more one-on-one and just a, just a smaller setting where yeah. we keep each other accountable, we keep each other um, with our meetings and things like that every week. It just keeps everybody accountable. It keeps everybody knowledge informed. Um, and if they have questions, you're right there. 
to answer them. And that accountability is a big thing. I think sometimes people are scared of that word. That word is really meant to help, right? Like, you know, we said we would do this. Are we doing this? Or you said you would do this. Are you doing this? And that's how you help someone succeed. You know, it's a accountability is an important thing. And we want to make sure that we have that for ourselves and for everyone working with us. Yeah, Absolutely. I think the little things are important. In By the way, Mike, estate. great leading question. You like that? You pulled it off. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I think uh, the little things are important in real estate for sure. And the bigger brokerages, you know, like the meetings, uh, being held accountable, that kind of gets, you know, looked over just because there's so many people there. Yep. Um, so that coaching isn't necessarily available just because there's so many people. And I mean, to be honest, it's people really don't care about other people, you know. So in a smaller environment, I think we're able to kind of give agents more of a one-on-one feel and help them develop, especially with newer agents, you know. What's nice now is, you know, you, you're starting off small, of course, you know, it's a new startup thing. We're just getting in business. But you get these plans in place, you implement these things, and as you break out, you have team leaders or yep. section leaders, yep. you know, department leaders. And as you move forward, you can still do those things, whether you have 100 agents, 500 agents, but you can keep that culture alive, yep. but just by staying true to your founding principles. You know? yeah. I also think that it's very intimidating, too, when you join these big brokers and you're a new agent and... I just think that, you know, you go into their sales meetings and it's like, oh, my stars, like you have all these different agencies, top producing agents, and it can be overwhelming. Overwhelming. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Maybe you get scared to ask a question because you want to know how the top agent produces, but you also don't want to seem, you know, unknowledgeable in those areas. You know, so you kind of isolate yourself out, not knowingly because you don't have those kind of direct connections. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with everything everybody has said here. <laughs> that, so. that would be a first. <laughs> Write so. this down. Eric agrees with stuff we said. Yes. Do you okay. have uh, maybe any advice on this current market for either agents that are looking to find clients or any knowledge for clients or people looking to buy or sell? I know the market's kind of a little all over the place. People think the sky is falling. Some people don't. Um, so, I mean, my advice would be to make sure that you inter- for for people that are looking to buy, sell, make sure that you're interviewing your agents. Cause I just hear so many different people that are like, oh, you know, my agent's not doing this for me. And like, not even, for example, an open house. Um, and it's so important to even like with your buyer's agent to interview these agents because everybody and their mom knows a real estate agent. Yeah, correct. But Multiple. At, but at the same time, this is probably one of your most important purchases in your life or sale. Definitely your biggest, typically. Yeah, and so treat it as if it's um, you're interviewing somebody. To watch your kids. Yeah, Yeah. to watch your kids, to work for you or whatnot. I mean, if anyone watched my kids, I'm pretty good with it. (laughs) (laughs) Need a break. (laughs) Was that an offer, Eric, or just bring over? (laughs) I can barely keep my eyes open at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, if you don't know, Eric just had a daughter. Brooklyn the other day. Um, Congratulations. He's an Angel Thank fan, you. but her name's Brooklyn, so she's a Dodger fan. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, her. I'm not upset with that. It's been a, a long road of misery being an Angel fan, and yeah. I don't want to start her yep. off on that foot. Did we watch the playoffs this uh, last week? Because that was a little rough for me, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that dude. was. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> not a good time. Um, so, yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll kind of pivot a little bit and talk a little bit about kind of how the brokerage got started or, or kind of what it took to get started with the brokerage and and um, kind of where we look to, to go or grow with this thing. Um, anything you have to... Yeah, actually, I kind of want to circle back to what Lindsay was saying about interviewing your agent. I think she brings up a good point because it is your biggest purchase. You're, you're going to hold the biggest amount of debt there, you know. Um, 
you know, and it, and it is a way, you know, it's an asset, but it's also a liability, you know, and you got to protect yourself. You want to make sure the person representing you is going to represent you the best, you know, going to give you that personal time, going to have the open houses. I do hear quite a bit of oh, my agent, my agent doesn't do that, or they're not calling me back, or I was looking for a home, but I, I don't know when we're going to go look at one, yeah. you know, and it is important. You want to feel comfortable. And on that too, when you have that agent and you have that good relationship, it's good for the agent too, because that's usually a client for life or it's referrals that you're going to get, you know? Yeah. Yes. So on both sides, you have to do your due diligence, you know, maybe interview your client as well, yes. you know, when you're out there, you... make sure it's someone you are comfortable working with. Exactly. You know? And then I would say too, cause you were, cause you also asked her about, um, you know, other agents, what you would tell them in this time is, is yeah, the market might not be as on fire as it was, you know, a couple months ago, but this is a time that you can build relationships with people, right? Mm -hmm. And start getting kind of get to know them a little bit. And yeah, maybe they're not quite ready yet, but if things turn on a dime, you've already built that relationship and and maybe, you know, it, it can turn into a, to some sort of transaction for you. Yep, I agree. It's that whole rolling stone saying, you know, just keep on moving, keep going on. You know, it might not be the easiest for you, but I'm getting told to stop swiveling in my chair. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I just can't hear you. <laughs> just keep just keep moving forward, keep working your plan. And just be willing to adjust a little bit. You know, you're not always going to have the wins right away. But I think we're always adjusting too in the markets that, you know, are forever changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And if you're not adjusting, then you suck at your job. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to be able to bend, not break, but you have to be able to bend. Yeah. Yep. It's just about knowledge. I think if you Pivot. stay knowledgeable on the market, <laughs> Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> it's a French recap. Uh, he's probably too young to know. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I mean, I'm, I'm too young to know. <laughs> yeah. There's 50% of us who are going to be French. watching Friends tonight. Kidding. Oh, Friends. Yeah. I don't think, I think I've watched one full episode of Friends in my entire life. What? Yeah. What is wrong with you? I don't know, man. Isn't, I mean. Yeah, we need to retalk the partnership thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when was Friends created? What year? 1994, I think. I was, wow. I was an infant. Oh, dear. Yeah. For yeah. 10 years, 1994 to 2004, I think. I'm also going to throw you out that window. <laughs> was it 1994? Yeah. yeah. For 10 Jeez. years. I was a little boy. Yeah. So was I. Yeah. You were never really little. <laughs> True. <laughs> I heard all about that this week with mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these little feet, big head. And so they were like, is he going to be able to walk? I heard oh all those stories. Gosh. Yeah. I remember when I first saw you, you had this dark red hair and you were just full of hair. And bright red, and I was like, I'm eh, pretty sure he's not my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll hold him, but I don't know whose kid this is. And here we are. Yeah. Um, all right, so. Building the brokerage. Building the brokerage. So, was yeah, a that, was a, that was a process. That was kind of a, a last minute. Um, had to do it real quick. Yeah, we always had a plan to do it. Um, just things changed and with where we were, and we had to. You know, we adjusted. We, you know, we stuck with it. We worked the plan, and <laughs> you know more about it than I do. But yeah, there's a lot more to it than I even thought that there was. It's uh, holy smokes. Yeah, if I, good. yeah, if I had to do it all over again, would I? I don't know. It was well, it forced us to do it sooner, which is good yeah. because I mean, who knows if we ever would have done it or yeah, I don't disagree. You know, so things happen for a reason. Yeah, yeah, I think the biggest the biggest win out of that was we just kept moving forward. We didn't slow down and stop. You know. I, I was pretty proud of that, you know, yep. as a business partner. Yeah, and we're still recruiting agents. We have now with Lindsay, we have 
well, I don't even, I don't really count you as an agent because you, because you, man, <laughs> because you manage the office. <laughs> you do matter, correct. Uh, Lindsay's lives matter. Yes. <laughs> LLM. We'll, yeah. we'll get shirts made. It's catchy. <laughs> I had to really think about that, though. I was like, L, is it L? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, more yeah. time reading books, less time watching friends. It might help with alphabet. <laughs> True. Oh. True. Uh, so, so yeah, so the brokerage, it be, you know, going through the state, dealing with all that, that was, uh, I mean, if you've ever dealt with the state, it's a, it's a task. Yeah, I think you had 97 hours on hold. E- easily. Plus easily. the drives to LA. Yeah. And then I drove to LA to try to get things done to make things faster. It didn't make a difference. Um, they look at the paperwork and they say, cause it's just some, you know, some admin person up there and they look at it, they go, oh, yeah, it looks good. Like, okay, cool. Sweet. So I'll enter in the system today, and then I get a letter three weeks later that says I did something wrong. It's like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Uh, well, but, I it there. but let's talk about all the little things. You know, you oh. had to get – well, let's talk about the typical things that you had to come across. Well, you know, we know your insurance and setting up everything. You know, yeah, so you got to have E&O insurance. you got to have it for everybody in the office. Why don't you, you explain what that E&O is? Errors and emissions insurance. It's just basically if you screw up. You know, it's you're dealing with people's money and – and you're, you know, in their life, in their house, in their homes, in their investments. So you have to have something there in case you, you know, that if you, so long as it's not malicious, you know, the majority of people don't do things on purpose and screw up. And so this is just, uh, just there in case something happens, you. It's for the CYA. Yeah, yeah, correct. It's pretty much what, it, in case you get sued for some little mistake that you made and it's there to, to, to cover you. So yeah, we crazy have. Things like the, I think the wrong date, you know, you can yeah. put on things or just, you know. Correct. And and a lot of brokerages will make you pay for that. So let's just kind of dig into a little bit more about Strand, where we don't make you pay for that. We cover that in your in your cost with us. Yeah, it's um, one less thing for you to worry about. We want you out there being successful working stuff, not worried about these little day-to-day things that we could help you take care of. Correct. So that's helpful. We have we had to have workers' comp insurance, which is wild in the state of California that you have to have workers' comp insurance for contractors now. Um, and so we had to get that all set up. That was actually a, a fairly easy process because I found a broker, uh, insurance broker for that. Um, you know, getting the name all set up with the state. Attorney, right? We have to have an attorney, attorney retained. Attorney retained. Um, and they're super helpful because they give us month or weekly training um, that they send out, which is nice. Yeah, that's someone that you want on your team. That's gonna. They're not just there to take your retainer or to show up. You know, when you need something, they're there aiding you along, kind of keeping you up to date really useful you pass it out to your agents they could stay aware too you know yep. yeah plus she went to sc so she's a, a good attorney <laughs> <right on. laughs> um, uh, th- yeah there's just just a lot just a lot more to it uh where we where where we see, hope it goes is i hope by you know in the next couple months we have 10 12 agents working for us um which we have a couple coming over what next one next month yeah, one next another month. one the next few months plus the others that will come over after they hear this right uh, yeah, <laughs> that, sure. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. What I guess so. As back long as they to, don't judge me by my voice, my nasally voice. I hate listening to my voice. <laughs> me too. I sound like Millhouse. <laughs> I'm gonna Milhouse. hold my ears and talk. So Mike, do you know who you were aware of The Simpsons, though. No. Okay. Oh, get out of here. I know The Simpsons, but <laughs> Millhouse, 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 uh, Willhouse, the nerd guy. Don't know. Nasally, nasally voice. No glasses. idea. I know Homer. <laughs> Homer. Yeah. Um. So kind of, I guess, Lindsay, what do you hope to see in this brokerage as, as you grow with it? And, and um, I just hope to see that it just continues to grow 
bigger and bigger and to where there's multiple brokerages or strands brokerages and that we have like long-term agents because in real estate agents are always you know on to the next on to the next on to the next so I just really hope that um, it just grows and we have uh, real estate agents that are here from the beginning yeah, we want low turnover, right? Yes. We want to see agents that have been here for 10, 15, 20 years. You know what it means that what we're doing, you know, as a team, us four here, is, has really worked. You know, our our policies, our plans, our business model. Culture. You know, that's, yeah, culture has mm-hmm. really taken effect, you know. And that, you're right. That's that's a huge thing. Yes. Yep. I think culture is probably one of the biggest factors in that, right? Because if you build something that people want to be a part of, you know, they want to stay involved in and, you know, kind of like one big family try to avoid just people becoming a number, you yes. know, no matter yeah. how big you grow. Like you were saying before, the you know, the processes you put in place, you can grow as large as you want as long as you keep those processes. You can always keep that culture. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think once you hit that, you know, five-year, 10-year mark and people say, well, these, they're staying around. You know, they're producing, they're making good money, but they're also staying. Why are they staying? There's something mm-hmm. more to that. And then you'll draw more people in, you know, just to be part of something like that. Yep. For sure. You know, more people will stay because of culture than they will for money. As long as there's not like a big disparity in money, but most people will stay, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yep. I think I read a thing that said the hardest thing for agents to do is to leave their broker. Oh, absolutely. It's like harder than a breakup. Yeah, it's like a breakup. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's so like you try to avoid it and avoid it and avoid it, and then it's like, yeah, just do it. <laughs> yeah, and then if you get to that point where you just don't even never want to get divorced, it's yeah. a good thing, right? There you huh? go. You marry them. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Can't be like a marriage, that's for sure. Yep. <laughs> Well, we I mean we, we want it to be like a family, maybe not a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, some some of them work out. Yeah, some do. Uh, hopefully, mine does. It's, it's working out pretty good so far. And we just had a baby. Um, uh, so, is there anything else you want to kind of? Yeah. Out of state. Out of state, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, don't, you know, don't stop. that's the goal. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. So. I think it's possible as long as we just, you know, keep our culture, keep our processes, yeah. keep fine-tuning that stuff. Um, I think we'll be good. Cool. Is there anything else specific that you want to address, Lindsay, about the market? Anything about, you know? I think right now with the market when it comes to listing homes is that people need to have the realistic conversation with the sellers that we're in a different market. And homes need to be priced correctly or you're going to miss that window of opportunity the first week, the second week. So, I mean, yeah, homes are going to are sitting a little bit longer, but pricing is, I think, essential right now. And educating your sellers is your job. So letting them know why the house is going to be priced at a lower price point, because ultimately you're doing your clients a service of getting more for their home. Correct. I mean, you just did that this this last week, right? You yes. listed a home and you got it over asking and into escrow within a week. Yes. A week and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. And a that's week. A week, yeah. And that's, sorry, <laughs> a week. Hey, dude. Jeez. Jeez. I know, Gosh, what bro. a jerk. Yeah. But I mean, that, that, that goes to show that things can still sell in this market if it's done correctly. Well, yeah. even the listing that I had previous to this, um, we kind of, you know, priced it under market value. But the traffic was insane because of that. And there was multiple, multiple offers on the table. And we even fell out of escrow because the buyers didn't want to perform. And 
got it back into escrow the next day into it with another offer. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually couldn't agree with that statement more with pricing it right right now because you do have a small window of opportunity to keep that hype of the new home, you know, and once you kind of fall out of that time frame, you're just going to be mixing with all the other homes, you know? Yeah, well, they see it sitting there in their market yeah. and people start wondering why, what's wrong, yeah. what's happened. Is it just the price or is there something yeah. else going on? Why don't they want to buy it? You know how it is the you first week. Fast. Yeah, exactly. The first week you have the open house. A lot of people are coming. It's new, so there's still not a lot of inventory. So a lot of people are hitting the houses, you know, and if you miss that window because it's overpriced or, you know, you're not competitively priced, it's, it's going to sit, you know? So I actually couldn't agree with that statement more. Yeah, and how does that conversation like that go? Because you're you are right. I think a lot of sellers now are still thinking like, I'm going to get three hundred thousand dollars more than I than I should, or four hundred thousand. You know what it is, and they're kind of still living in that in that cloud. Um, um, for me, the conversation is, I just tell them like, you know, you hired me as the professional. Let me take care of you, and let me guide you through this. Um, and so when it comes to pricing, it's I'm obviously I show them the comps, you know, I do the yeah. regular thing and whatnot, but I always say, we see this comp, let's do it a little bit under. So that way we can get those other buyers out there because buyers do come up with money. Like yes, somehow, you know, there's something to borrow money from. Like you know, it just, it just happens. So in order to get all those buyers a demand and whatnot, you need to just price it a little bit under market, not crazy under market because then people won't think you're realistic um but just a little bit under market so that way it gets the buzz gets the drive of people yeah let the buyers drive the price yes up, so exactly you don't have to price it high let yes. them do the work for you you yep. know just be smart about it mm -hmm. i agree and since we're still going to talk about this i, I want to talk about open houses a little bit you said that there you you know some agents aren't even holding open houses how important are open houses and how important are open houses for uh, new agent to work? I think open houses, that's for, for new agents. That's where I got my first two deals was from open houses, hosting open houses. And I think that it's very important for new agents to make sure that they're doing open houses. They're calling. If, if your brokerage doesn't have open houses for you, then you need to be going on the MLS and you need to be finding those, those houses that are new to the market that are priced accordingly and call those agents up and say, Hey, I would love to do an open house, um, host open house for your client, for you and see where it goes. And so you've got to just get creative with it to get those open houses. Yeah. A lot of times open houses too, aren't just to sell the house and that's the main purpose, right? But mm -hmm. you're also meeting people in the neighborhood. Yep. You're also yep. meeting other people coming through. Maybe you double end the deal or maybe you find a future client. Yep. out of that open house and, and then it's the knowledge that you get from it working it learning how to talk to people deal with people you know interactions yeah. important. learning how to talk to people is so important yeah getting out of your your comfort zone getting uncomfortable that's part of real estate yep. Yep. in order to have growth you need to be uncomfortable yeah 100 i think that's in any aspect of life yeah I think that that is absolutely correct yeah i was thinking about that earlier today actually when we were just thinking about just business in general and a lot of times you're not really defined by your wins you're defined more how you come out of your losses, mm -hmm. you know, the things that don't go right and how you act to them. Like maybe you go to an open house and you talk to people and you're like, hey, this is just not going well, but you reflect and say, hey, maybe I should have said this, or maybe I should have done that or yep. offered this. And now, you know, for the next time, you know, and you're, you grow that way. Yep. And, yep. and going back to 
open houses with agents, um, there are, I've been hearing people that are saying that their, their agent isn't hosting open houses. Or I even heard, what is it, last week when it was raining, that um, from another agent that a couple open houses were canceled because of the rain. <laughs> good, like, good, what? Good. I like those agents. That's crazy. <laughs> so I just think that it's just so important to just do the open houses and provide the service for your client that they want to get them, you know, the best experience. Totally agree. I mean, yeah. I, Mike, I think, you got your first deal off an open house too, right? Yeah. I mean, when I first got my license, I was working a couple. I mean, I think we double ended, what, two or three in a row in like two or three weeks and nice. then got a couple of clients out of it. I loved working open houses. It was yeah, great because you're not putting in the work to get the client, right? It's mm-hmm. generally someone else's if you're a newer agent and then you can walk right in there and either get the buyer or get a client for another house. So I, I loved it. And I, I love talking to people. By the way, if you don't know, Mike has anxiety before he's about to talk yes. to anyone in the world yes. about anything. And then it's he goes to his open houses and it's just like, he's like a little social butterfly. <laughs> like, I don't know what happens. That's a fact. It, it is, is a fact. fact. I just go, you know, game time. Yeah. You know, it's game time. But I think, uh, you know, like you said, providing service. So something we do here, uh, I think it's a little different than other brokerages as far as open houses. We kind of make it more of an event, right, for yeah. people mm-hmm. rather than just, hey, come see the house. If you like it, cool. If you don't, you know, cool. We make it more of like an event, right? So, yes, we're trying to sell the house, but like Brian says, it's not all about that. We want to, you know, make Put it. Put your some, name out Yeah, there. for the neighborhood, right? We meet the neighbors. The neighbors come. We have a taco man. We have ice cream. We have music. We have sunglasses. We have cookies, you know. It's all stuff that sounds kind of dumb, but yeah, it but works. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, they it's, do. People a, love free stuff, period. Yep. I mean, I like ice cream, so. Same. I love know, ice cream. I'll go for that. And tacos. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, I think we, you know, I, I mean, personally, I think we do a good job of making it an event rather than just, hey, come buy this house. I agree. Cool. Um, so, since we're going to finish this up here, we decided that we're going to change things up. We haven't even told Brian. What are the, the yes. new way that we're we going to make him do first? I'm the first one on for this. Uh, the, we're going to end this episode with a what if. I'd like to extend my fifth amendment privilege. <laughs> a what if, but we're going to let Mike come up with the what oh, if because man. Mike comes up with the most outrageous. Does it, to, does it have to be clean, obviously? Yeah, clean. clean. No, Mike, just let's just put it out there. That's the grossest <laughs> thing you think. Okay. Of. Let me be think. Great. I'm going to, would you, what if? Let me think of something gross. Okay. And the answer is no. I got a good one. Hold on. Let me think. I got to think of a little bit of a better See, one. We, All right, I got feel one. like the question's not for me. I feel like it's more for Mike now. <laughs> this, this is a good, clean one, and it has to do with something that we're all ter- terrible at. Well, Lindsay might be good. I haven't seen her participate in any golf events yet. Oh, is it golfing? It's golf-related. Yeah. Throw the club. That's my answer. Would you, <laughs> would you let somebody, none of us because we're terrible, and I probably would slice it, and it would miss you even if you were standing directly in front of me. Would you let somebody... Stand in front of somebody for fifteen grand and hit a ball directed at a part on your body that would probably hurt. How, if it made how far are we standing? You're ten feet away. You're ten feet away. Yeah. And it, who is it like? For fifteen grand. Fifteen grand. I'm gonna go with no on that one. No. Uh, I'm not not worth much, but I think I'm worth a little more than fifteen grand at this point. You know what Fifty I mean? grand. If uh, see, no, no, there's a limit there. You're gonna have to ask my wife and kids. Do we get taxed on that? Yeah, no, it's just straight. <laughs> the, suitca- the suitcase is there. You take the hit, and then you're good. It's cash. Cash. Any, you're gone. What if it hits you in the head, though? Is it like a... Uh, well... Because that could kill you, right? Okay, you wear a helmet. 
Okay, you but it might it could go through the mask, like if you have like a, like a football, <laughs> like a football helmet. It could. I feel you like just you're say basically asking me to die here. Is, is what you want. If you basically, want to cut things off of the partnership, you should just say, it. "Don't they jump on that?" You know what I mean? Actually, I actually have fifty grand here. Let's go yeah. deny it. I'm gonna go with no. Oh, gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh, like maybe fifty I grand. A, I just had a kid. I could use fifty grand. You have a helmet. Uh, all right, yeah, but it's a football here's helmet. The deal. You go down. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not paying for your kids here. That's that's cool. Mom and dad are still around. Yeah, yeah. So no, fifty grand. Fifty grand right now? Yes, yes. I do it. Fifty grand. Um, it's on you, Lindsay. Just, I, I would say no, but you know, I probably <laughs> would wear one. I'd probably just put a helmet on, put my head down. I feel like you have to. It's fifty grand. No way. Someone's hitting you with a golf club. No, a ball. Ball. they're, they're the hitting ball. the ball off you're, you're, the tee. You're ten oh. feet away. Yeah. So yeah. it might miss you. There's a chance they miss you. That's okay. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, you would, huh? If I can wear a helmet and uh, like a face guard, yeah. yes, yeah, but it's a but it's, it's a, like a football face. It's guard. a football, so it could go through the face mask. You just have to put your head down. Oh yeah, I'll put my head down. Okay. <laughs> <For> sure, <laughs> might as well just go with the full face guard. Like, what about this? The I got a better one for Brian. Okay. Would you let someone shoot you in the leg? Oh. You won't die. Yes. Like you can't for one million. Yes. Oh okay. God. Do you lose your leg? No. <clears throat> you just have to like you'll be fine. You just have to. My knees and back are so messed up at this point. Like what? Do yeah, I no kidding. For a million dollars, million dollars done. You wouldn't. I would 100%. Lindsay? $1 million to get in your shot leg. in the leg. No taxes taken out, nothing. Just $1 million cash. I will do. I would do it for her. <laughs> do it. Thank you. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, last I one. I mean, yeah, I think I would. This is the last one, All right. I promise. I don't know why I keep thinking of this. Because <laughs> you're deranged. So yes. You're a sick, sick man. Your hand, left hand, rip every finger nope. off. Nope. <laughs> 1.5 million. Yep. I would happily. I would enjoy it. <laughs> also, we does uh, workers' comp cover like psychiatry visits? <laughs> <laughs> is there know, numbing involved? Yeah, any numbing or uh, is it like you have ten minutes to do what you have to do to get your hand ready? Ugh. Oh, that's easy. Then ten minutes, boom. I don't know, man. I think I'd watch you first. I think I'd go into shock for one point five million. You probably go into shock, but you know, you at that point, it. it wouldn't matter. <laughs> you got to do shock. It. Yeah, let's get the first one done. You're like, whoa, yeah. one point five million dollars. Well, I feel like this has taken a turn. I think this is the last time we let Mike uh, come up with questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's that. Huh? So, uh, Brian? Brian what? Want to close us out? Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the second episode of the Strands Real Estate Podcast. Uh, Lindsay, thank you for coming in. Uh, excited to have you part of the team. We're excited for the growth that you're going to bring and, and help us. And No pressure. Yeah. Lots of pressure. <laughs> Pressure. Oh, we have it recorded now, so yeah. anytime you know we have a problem, just gonna pull yeah. this one back up. Go. Yeah, so just follow us on uh, Trans Realty Group on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of that stuff, and then you can find the rest of us on there somewhere. Um, subscribe and listen to this on any platform that you listen to podcasts on, and uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be with you guys soon. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.